Welcome to the Lake Point Church Weekend Messages Podcast. Thanks for joining us to hear the latest sermons happening at our church. We pray that God speaks to you in a timely way through this message. And if you're encouraged by this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share it to help get the word out. You can find more digital content to feed your faith and our other podcasts by visiting lakepoint.church/digital. Now, let's tune into the message for today.
Welcome, Lake Point family, to our special online-only weekend and Happy New Year's. My name is Carlos, and I serve as pastor of Church Online, and we're so glad that we can connect together to worship, pray, and receive God's word together. And hey, before we start, would you go ahead and take a second to share this live stream with your friends and family via social media? If you're on Facebook, you can hit that share button. Or if you're on YouTube or our church online platform, you can share the link of this live stream via text to a friend or family member to join us for church online today. So go ahead, tag us in stories, all the things. Why is this important? Because life change starts with a simple invitation. Okay, and now, would you join me in opening your heart as we worship together? Christ is my firm foundation The rock on which I stand When everything around me is shaken Oh, I've never been more glad That I put my faith in Jesus He's never
trust in Jesus today. Our hope is in the fact that he will never leave us, never forsake us. Come on, we sing this out. You're my shepherd, you're my keeper, 
Lake Point family, it is so good to worship together as we start this new year. And hey, next week, we want to let you know that we will be back meeting in person at our normal service times. So if you live near one of our DFW locations, we hope to see you back in person. Or if you're part of our church online family, we will see you back here on our regular service times as usual. And you can find all service times and locations as always at lakepoint.church. And hey, whether you're joining us online right now for only this weekend, or whether you join us online regularly from different cities, states, or countries, I want to take a second to share a glimpse of what God has been doing through our church online campus this year. Hey, today, like right now, over 8,000 people every single week and get to worship together from many different locations all over the world as we stream to 12 different channels in two languages. And this includes Lake Point family from over 100 countries joining us regularly, including Pakistan, China, Philippines, to name a few. In addition to that, this year, more people have driven up from cities hours away to get baptized with us in person, and more than 150 church online volunteers are currently faithfully serving in person and online from wherever they live as they engage and pray with people in the chat, lead teams, lead online life groups, and so much more. And hey, the reason today we get to do this is because of your generosity. The reason today that we get to strive to be wise stewards of today's technology, social media, all our communication platforms and our online ministries to take the gospel message to more people is because you give. So thank you for being participants and not spectators in this work. And so to give today, you can text the word give to 20411 and you'll receive a link to our giving page. And while you're there, you can set up reoccurring giving, which allows our leadership team the ability to step in boldly as needs arise in the future. So thank you in advance for being a part of what God is doing at Lake Point. And now there is more going on in the life of our church. And so let's check out LP News. New Year, Lake Point. My name's Adriana, and I've served on the church online team. And we're so glad that you're joining us today. Lake Point family, we had a blast with you at the last team night. It was a special night for teams to come together to pray and prepare to serve in the upcoming semester. We're so excited to announce that we will be having another team night at the end of this month. This is for anyone who is serving in any capacity at Lake Point or is interested in joining a serve team. You will hear updates, enjoy powerful time of prayer and worship, be trained for ministry, and have some time together to bond with your team. Dinner and chalker are provided, so make sure you're registered today. We have some exciting news. We're hosting another night of worship and prayer in just a few weeks. With such a great turnout last year, this year we'll be splitting this night into two. If you attend a Rockwell campus, worship and prayer will be happening on Wednesday, January 25th. If you attend any of our other campuses, then we invite you to join us on night two, Thursday, January 26th at Rockwell campus. Mark your calendar and plan to join us in person or online. For more information on any of our upcoming events, text events to 20411 or visit lp.events. Now, let's settle in and get ready to hear from God's Word. Well, hey, Happy New Year, Lake Point, and uh, Jana and I are honored to be joining you on uh, the first day of a brand new year. And uh, here's what we know. We know this is the time of year when you guys are just like us, and there's resolutions that you have for change, new year, new you, and things that you want to see in this new year. And we want to give you a word about that today from the Lord. And so uh, let me lead into that. Um, there's a reason that everyone sets New Year's resolutions at the beginning of the year. And the reason is because you, just like us, uh, everybody experiences a gap between who they are and who they want to be. Um, in, the, in kind of spiritual language, there's a gap between your identity that you have in Christ and the reality. Uh, a gap between what God has declared about you 
and what you actually do. Or you might say it like this, a gap between who I am and who I want to be. And that's the reason that we make New Year's resolutions. Now, there's also a problem with New Year's resolutions. Uh, is that 62% of Americans make formal New Year's resolutions. And I have terrible news for you. 92% of you are going to fail. <laughs> Happy New Year. Uh, so you know, there's a lot of you who, you know, and we join you in the same boat, who uh, in 2022, you were going to lose 20 pounds, only 25 more to go in, in 2023. And uh, now here, here's what I want to say. Um, a lot of us, we walk into the year and it's like, hey, New Year, new me. But the reality is we want to be new, but every year it just kind of seems like we are actually the same. Um, if we're really honest, can I just kind of lean in? Uh, sometimes our lives can just feel like it's the same old. Every day I do the same old thing. I wake up in the same old bed in the same old house next to the same old person, walk to the <laughs> same old bathroom, eat the same old breakfast. I drink the same old coffee. I go to the same old job in the same old office. I leave at the same old time to come back to the same old house, have the same old evening. I fall asleep on the same old couch, walk in the same old bedroom, ask the same old wife the same old question, get the same old answer. That's, that's a joke. That's a joke. We're great in that department, but that's a different sermon. Now, you may find that funny or not. Here's what's not funny. What's not funny is a lot of us, we're starting the year going, man, I'm making the same old mistakes, but I'm missing out on a life of consequence, purpose, joy, and power. And some of you, you're walking into the year with a barely stifled despair. And here's what it is. I want to be new, but I'm always the same. And you're going, can I ever actually change? The answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. And we want to share that uh, with you from God's word. Here's what Jesus does. We're going to read you a passage here in a second. Jesus, in this passage, he tells us why our change strategies don't seem to work and how we actually can change and become new people. Now, Jan is going to read this passage here in a second. Let me give you a little context. In this passage, Jesus is talking to a group of peoples who were supposedly the change strategy experts of the world, the Pharisees. Uh, in our minds, they got a bad rep, but they actually tried really, really hard to be good. But here's what's interesting. Even though they were trying the hardest to change and be good, uh, Jesus actually confronts them as the single worst, actually most satanic. He uses that language. Satanic people that he encountered really in the New Testament. You have to understand this. Jesus died for rebellious people, but he was killed by religious people, the Pharisees. And what they found was that the harder they tried to change, the worse they actually got. Okay, now with that in mind, Jan is going to read this passage, so listen closely. Hey, this is Luke 11, verses 24 through 26. When the unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through the waterless places, seeking rest, and finding none, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house swept and put in order. And then it goes out and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that person is worse than the first. Okay, now you may have missed it, but in this passage, what happens is Jesus tells us the two reasons that all of our change strategies ultimately fail. Now, here's reason number one. Listen close. Jesus tells us that your problems are more spiritual than you think they are. Your problems are more spiritual than you think they are. I want you to notice this. Jesus looks at the problems. He's telling an analogy, a parable. He looks at the problems in the Pharisees' lives, and he refers to them through the analogy of, quote, unclean spirits. Now, let me zoom out and give you a little biblical theology for a second, okay? The Bible teaches that a Christian in this world has three primary enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil, okay? So here's the Bible's teaching. Sometimes your problems are because you're too influenced by the world, and what you need is maybe new relationships, okay? Sometimes your problems are of the flesh, it's like habit stuff. And in those situations, you need discipleship and spiritual disciplines. But there's a third level. Jesus here says that sometimes your problems are, quote, of the devil. That, that like almost when somebody looks at an addict or somebody with an anger problem or depression and they say, well, he's got his demons, that they're actually right in a very profound way. And Jesus is looking at you and he's saying, hey, your problems are more spiritual than you think they are, and you cannot solve a supernatural problem 
with natural solutions like new relationships and new resolutions. Something else is needed. To put some flesh on this, I want to give you a couple examples, okay? Uh, probably actually thousands of people that will be watching and millions of people in the world have been helped by an organization known as Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, or at Lake Point, we call that Regen. That's our recovery ministry. Now, in Alcoholics Anonymous, there are 12 steps that somebody has to sequentially follow to help them get out of their addiction. And what's interesting is, to this day, sociologists say that is the most effective recovery method in the world. And to this day, therapists with like more degrees than Fahrenheit are confounded that these simple 12 steps made up by two guys with no college education that were just reading the book of James, that those 12 steps are the most effective method for getting somebody out of addiction. And you can't skip steps. Now think about this, really interesting. What are two of the first three steps of the 12 steps? Here's what they are. Step number two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And step number three, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. Now, can I point this out? What those steps are saying is, hey, before we start any habits or experiences or communities, we've got to deal with the spiritual. Why? Because you got to win the war in the spiritual before you wage it in the physical. Okay, I'll give you another example. Just really uh, practically from the life of our church. A lot of you guys, when you're around, you know, COVID happens and, and we're not meeting in person for, you know, six months. And there came a moment in our church's life, Jan and I, you know, deeply remember this, where we returned for the first time. And, you know, I was just waiting for everybody to rush back and that kind of thing. And, and Lake Point returned at an unbelievable rate. But we got to this spot where about 70% of the church was back in person. And it was like, there was almost like a glass ceiling. We could not get that kind of last stubborn 30% to regather. And as a pastor with a shepherd's heart, I'm going, oh man, like my sheep are astray. And, you know, they've been discipled out of church attendance. And I'll be honest, y'all, we tried everything. You know, we tried strategy and communication and attractional series planning, everything imaginable. And then eventually, Pastor Paul Lewis, who oversees our Lake Point and Espanol campus, he grabbed me and he said, hey, Pastor Josh, I actually think this is a spiritual problem first, and we need to go to prayer. And so that's what we did as a staff, is we gathered and we began to like, y'all like cry out to the God of heaven to have a breakthrough in the spiritual. This is actually when we called our first ever prayer and worship night in January of 2022. And that night, something like shifted spiritually in life for our church. 6,000 people crammed into a room that seats 4,500 people to do nothing but pray to the God of heaven. And there really was, like there was a breakthrough, like something happened in the life of our church, like something happened that night. As soon as we did that, the very next weekend, attendance at Lake Point jumped by over 1,000 people. And in all the subsequent weeks, attendance kept going up until we were larger after COVID than before. Now listen, here's my point. Your problems are way more spiritual than you think they are. And you've got to wage the war in the spiritual before you fight it in the physical. Now, Jana is going to share with us from the passage reason number two. Jesus says our change strategies tend not to work. The second reason your life isn't changing is because you're trying reformation instead of transformation. So this is where we see the need for change in our lives and we think that we can control it and fix it on our own. So we create for ourselves resolutions to fix ourselves. So we sweep, we clean, and we tidy up, but we're left empty. We've gotten rid of the demon, but we haven't invited Christ in. So in this passage, you see that the ownership of this house, it hasn't changed. The demon still believes it's his house. He says that he will return to my house. And when he returns, he brings seven other spirits more, more evil than, than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of the person is worse than the first. So you can't remain neutral, like no demon, but no Christ. You can't simply turn from sin and not turn to Christ, or you're going to end up in a worse state than before. So I was trying to think of a way to illustrate this scripture passage, and I was having a really hard time, and I just, I kept coming up short. And so I, I felt God just whispered, Jana, 
this was you. You are the illustration. This is what your life was like before you came to know me. So tell about that. So here we go. Over the years, I found many ways to try to outwardly fix myself, but none of them worked. I grew up going to church, so I had head knowledge about Jesus and about the Bible, and I tried really, really hard to be good. Not really for any other reason than it was the right thing to do. So give me a rule, and I'll follow it. Tell me it's bad, and I won't do it. I got really good at following the rules. The tragedy is when you only cast out your bad habits and the things that the world calls sin, which seems to always be changing, the things that God calls sin, like pride, control, and a critical judgmental spirit, they creep into our lives. So think of the Pharisees. The outside of the cup, it was clean. It looked so good. But the inside, it was empty and full of wickedness. There's no filling of the Holy Spirit. So this is reformation without transformation. It's a really just a form of trying to self-cleanse, and it doesn't change the heart. So this is where I was confusing morality with Christianity. Moral reformation will not work. You need spiritual transformation in your life. You don't just need to be different. You need to be made new. So the same was true for me. I tried so hard to change my outward actions and just always do the right thing. But then I was filled with pride and judgment and also just a crushing weight of knowing I couldn't live up to my own self-imposed standards. And I didn't. My last state was worse than my first. Before too long, I saw another problem in my life and it needed to be fixed. It was my appearance. Maybe if I just ch um, would change the way I looked on the outside, I'll stop getting made fun of for my weight and it'll fill all the emptiness I was feeling on the inside. But that didn't work either. And before I knew it, I'd replaced that desire with an eating disorder and crippling insecurity. I found out that my last date, it was worse than my first. And fixing my actions and appearance, it didn't work to fix me. So I needed to find something else to fill the emptiness. I really struggled with feeling like I didn't fit in and I really wanted to belong. So I searched to find acceptance. So what this began to look like in my life was when I was with Christian friends, I acted one way. And there was no way that I was going to expose secret sins from my past or my current struggles now because I feared losing their acceptance. And then whenever I was with my non-Christian friends, I wanted to fit in. So I, tr I tried on the sorority lifestyle and drinking, but neither of those worked out. Neither of them helped. Instead of finding belonging, I found loneliness because no one really knew who I was. And I felt guilt and shame and regret and emptiness. My last state was worse than my first. So I share all of this with you to say, you don't just need moral reformation. You need a spiritual transformation in your life. If you just try to empty yourself um, in your life of all the bad things, it's gonna leave a vacuum and something worse is eventually gonna take its place. To truly change, you can't just empty yourself of what's unholy. Our only hope is to be filled with what's holy. Now, I want you to notice what, what she said. She said, hey, you can't just empty yourself of what is unholy. To truly change, you've got to be filled with what actually is holy. And you may never have noticed this, but just a few verses over, Jesus tells us how to be filled to overflowing with a holy power that can actually change us. Check this out, starting in verse 9. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. And then he used an analogy. He says, what father among you, if his son asks for a fish, is going to give him a, a serpent? The answer is, hopefully nobody. Okay? And then he says, or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. Nobody's going to do that either. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Did you see this? He's saying, hey, you can both expel what is unholy and be filled with what is holy, and then you will be eternally and lastingly changed. Now, I want to be very practical. Your only hope is to be filled with the Holy Spirit and transformed from the inside out. And if that happens to you, you will actually change in a lasting way. So here's what I want to do. At the outset of this year, 
I want you to make three commitments, three commitments that lead to us being filled with the Spirit of God. Okay, very briefly, these are very practical. Number one, to be filled with the Spirit of God, I must be led by the Word of God. You'll notice this throughout the Bible, that the Spirit and the Word, they are like married. The Spirit of God inspired the Word of God. And so you cannot be filled with the Spirit of God and have a life devoid of the Word of God. Can I be real honest? I like beg God for this in our church. Uh, There is a quote that I read to you at least once a year from a spiritual hero of mine named R.T. Kendall. He simply said it like this. He said, there are word churches and there are spirit churches. And there's been a great divorce in the church between word and spirit. And like any divorce, some kids go with a mom and some kids go with a dad. Then he said this, revival happens when you bring those two back together. Now, listen, that happens in churches, but it also happens in people. Can I just say this? We don't want to be people or a church that choose between word or spirit. Lake Point Church, we're going to be an and church. Word and spirit. Knowledge and experience of the living God. Precision of the scriptures and the power of the spirit. The mystery of the spirit and the clarity of the word. Now, listen, you need that in your life, and that can transform you from the inside out. So here's here's what I want to ask you to do. This year, I want you to make it a commitment that I'm going to get in the Word of God. Very frankly, around Lake Point Church, we say it like this. We shoot for seven, and we hit five. Now, I'm going to aim to read a chapter of the Scriptures per day, seven days a week, just one chapter. I'm going to aim for seven, and if I hit five, I'm going to call it a win. That very practically, if you're like, I don't know what to read, here's what you can do. You can simply text the the words, read the book to the number 20411, and we will link you to a daily Bible reading plan that our entire church is on together. So that's commitment number one. I'm going to be in the Word of God to be filled by the Spirit of God. Now here's commitment number two. To be filled with the Spirit of God, I must be surrounded by the people of God, okay? Now here's here's an analogy I want to give you. How do you put out a stick that's on fire in the, in the middle of a fire? How do you do it? Now, some people may go, well, we'll blow on it. Okay? Well, you can't blow on, a, on one stick in a bonfire and, and put it out. Man, throw some water on it. Well, that's not going to work either. You throw a little water on one stick in a bonfire, it's, it's not going to work. There's actually a really, really easy way to put one stick that's in a bonfire out and extinguish the flame. Here's all you got to do separate it from all the other burning sticks. And that flame's going to go out real fast. It is the exact same way with a Christian being filled and set aflame with the Spirit of God. If Satan can just isolate you from the flock, he can pick you off and devour you. And so listen, this is what we need, is we need to get around the people of God to be encouraged in the faith and, and pressed towards the Spirit. So here's another action step you can take. For some of you, This needs to be the year, dare I say the week, that you take your first step ever to get in a life group, either in person or online, so that you can be surrounded by the people of God. If you'd like to take that step at the beginning of this year, you can just text the word group to the number 20411, and we will get you into a group, okay? Now, here's commitment number three, very practical, okay? Number three, to be filled with the Spirit I must ask the Father. That's what this passage said. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. So what we need to do, here's my my challenge. In the entire month of January, what we are doing as a church is we are devoting January to be a season of prayer. I'm gonna challenge you to begin praying now, daily to begin praying now for God to fill you and fill our church with an outpouring of his spirit. And from this day until January 25th and 26th, when we gather collectively as a church for our prayer and worship nights, you'll hear more about those logistics later. From this day until January 25th and 26th, I am challenging you to daily ask God to pour out his spirit in our life. Now, here's what I want you to do. Okay, you don't need to text anything. Here's what you need to do. You need to say, Hey Siri, remind me at 11.13 a.m. every day to pray to be filled with the Spirit. 
Here's why I say 11.13. Because Luke 11.13 that we just read said, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So this is what I want you to do. I want you to set a reminder on your phone for 11.13 a.m. every day for, for you to pray to be filled with the Spirit of God. We'll pray from today, January 1st, every day up to January 25th and 26th when we gather for our church-wide prayer and worship nights, which very frankly are the best services we have all year. Uh, what we're going to do that week is we will cancel all other midweek activities. There will be nothing else going on because we want our entire church to gather to cry out to the living God for a move of the Spirit. Why? Why? Because you must win the war in the spiritual before we wage it in the physical. And so we begin the year praying for God's power and an outpouring of His Spirit, both on our church and on your life. And that's going to be a moment of breakthrough for thousands of people. Now, as we set foot into this year of our Lord, 2023, we want to be changed into the image of Jesus. And so I'm going to ask Jana to pray for us at church as we set foot into the year. Father, you are, you are so glorious. You are so good. You are merciful. You always keep your word. You keep your promises, Father. And you tell us to ask, knock, seek, and you will give it to us, Father. So I just pray that you will just place in each one of us just hearts and a desire that wants to know you more, love you more, and just be filled with more of you, Father. I pray that each day that that is the greatest desire of our heart is to know you and to love you and for your name and renown to be the desire of our hearts. Father, you are willing. You you like our persistence. You like when we continue to come to you and ask you for more of yourself. And you, your word tells us that you will give us more of you. So Father, I just pray for an outpouring of your spirit in our hearts and in our lives. Transform us, make us new, make us more like Jesus, Father. We love you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. LayPoint Church, we love yes, you. We, do. we love you. Happy New Year, and we will see you next weekend when we are back in person and online, January 7th and 8th. Peace.
thanks for listening today. For more biblical teaching and worship, join us for our church online live weekend services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. and Sundays at 9.30 and 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. For more information about all the digital ministries of Lake Point, visit lakepoint.church/digital. Thank you.